Hey, thanks for checking out the gigantic adventures of Jeff and Simon, a family-friendly actual play podcast. Last time, Simon and Dr. Carol Young helped the animals of Thorndale deal with the aftermath of the bear attack, while Jeff regaled the common folk with exaggerated tales of his own unparalleled bravery. They learned that the town had previously been attacked by weasels from the east and foxes from the west. Simon decided to find the mayor to try learn more about their mission. Counseling and route. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I just. We are on a bit of a mission. Uh, do you know anything about Kashtar? And I assume the thing in Ooh. my bag goes off again at this point. Yeah. My name is Cash. The creator wants to meet you, Darkly. She says, oh, "What? What was? What was that?" That's kind of our question, really. Uh, My name is Cash. Oh, um, that you've got a creature, very strange. Um, does it have anything to do with this? And she sort of waves her her claw to gesture at like your armor with the flowering vine symbol on it and things. Well, they do seem to be remarkably similar, don't they? So maybe yes. Um, was it was it Cash? Cash? Cash Tar? Cash Tar? I, I can't say I've ever heard of anyone called Cash Tar. Uh, Is it a person? Uh, perhaps. We're unclear. Oh, but you're travelling north to find out. Well, um, we got information that led us this way. Oh, uh, well, I'm, uh, I mean, feel free to ask about the town. Uh, um, perhaps the, the, the record keeper Woody, he, he can tell you um, more. I mean, he might have access to to something that could help you. He's a oh, uh, He's in that building over there, and she points to just a general building at the end of the street. Oh, records! Oh, yes. I I I have a feeling this is quite old. So yes, thank you. Um, thank thank you. Um, if there's anything I can do, just track me down. <laughs> And Simon waddles off in that direction. Yeah, I like the, just the imagery of this, this pigeon. I imagine that's kind of how he walks. I can just sort of see him doing that. As, um, one of the saloon doors of the tavern is kicked open, uh, and Jeffrey walks out holding court to his new followers, saying, Ah, yes, and that's when I slew the beast for all of its foul behaviors. Um, there's another bang as the saloon door um, swings back and uh, all of the like 35 grams of um, Jeff Ray goes um, <laughs> slinging back into the tavern uh, <laughs> to re-emerge uh, unhumbled and without breaking stride or sentence. And he, he's foul over there. Follow me, everybody, to see how cool I am. 
and he marches uh, towards the, uh, the the still form of the bear, um, cutlass drawn and uh, bottle in hand. Okay, I don't know what to do with Too that. Too much tree sap, oh boy. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, you just lead uh, a small crowd of followers over to the bear to, to point out your exploits. Uh, Jeffrey um, climbs the bear and adopts a heroic pose upon it um, and just waits. Um, if anything, basking. He just basks for a decent... I feel like he's just assuming that somebody is an artist in the crowd and is like... Yes. Documenting the moment. Yeah. At least one of you must be drawing this. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me. Remember right now and how cool I look. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Simon marches off to uh, this records building at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go in and there is a, a tortoise sort of shuffling around um, from shelf to shelf, you know, going through various books and piles of papers and things. And then looks back at you, and he's got spectacles on, um, like little uh, pince nez, um, Cute. Wild Wild West doctor style spectacles. And she says, Oh, yes, uh, hello. Um, oh, you're one of them heroes. Oh, yes, hello. I'm Simon Quail. Uh, Simon, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, and, and yours too, my friend. What? Woody. Woody. Woody? Oh, yes, yes. Hello, Woody. Or, or, wooden, or, or wouldn't he? Ha 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 joke. Charming. Is there something I can help you with? Yes, yes, I've been sent here because uh, you are the records keeper for the town, yes? That I am, that I am. And he taps the front of his shell. Aha! Uh-huh. Of course, that's what I'm looking for. I am looking for information of old, I think. <laughs> information <laughs> of old, I think. <laughs> oh, well, uh, all the information that's ever entered this town, uh, there's some record of it here. Well, I wonder if you've ever seen anything like this before. And he gestures to the, like, specifically to the flowering vines on his breastplate. Yep. You know? Um, okay, he, he he leans in really close um, and examines your breastplate. And nice. Um, he flips really high to recognize what it is, but it's um, a heart on the card. So um, he says, I, I've seen that before. It's 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 a religious symbol, I think. And one of it's a, a, a god. Okay. Kashtar? No, that can't be right. No, my name is Cash. What was that? Well, and Simon pulls it out to show that the vines are similar. Yeah, and Woody the the tortoise, he he sort of reels back a little bit in surprise at having this little metallic life form in front of him. And he like stump, stumbles into a chair, um, and then goes. Oh, he adjusts his glasses. My, that's an interesting friend you've got. Not our friend. Uh, a uh, alchemist's engineer's friend that we seem to have discovered that it's gone missing. And to be frank, I feel like we've got ourselves in quite a bit of a mystery with zero information. An alchemist? 
do you happen to have this alchemist's name? It's a strange. Um, you'd think I would. But you all I've got written like... down here is Grimp and Gram, so that's not helpful. You've been traveling with... Um, <laughs> with... You've been traveling with Carol, um, who is actually Ferator's therapist. So yep, I guarantee that's right. in, in conversation at some point, Ferator's name would have come up on your journey. So you would have that knowledge. Yeah, cool. Um, okay. I'm writing notes to myself because I'm doing most of this from memory because my notes are bad. So you should be impressed. <laughs> uh, Ferator. Any? Uh, oh, yes, I... No, Ferrador lives in Prickleton. Lovely little town to the south. Yes, yes. Shame about the fire. It, I don't... What? What fire? Uh, Ferrator's house. Uh, Ferrator's house caught fire? Oh, my. Well, yes. Oh, my, indeed. Only we found no sign of Ferrator. Oh, well, he, he passed through Thorndale, uh... A week ago, perhaps? Heading north? I don't know. He stopped in here. He said hello. We we, we knew each other from some time ago, and, and then I didn't see him again. Did he and look he for anything here. while he was here? No. No, just said hello. Hmm. Are you sure it's not Kashtar? I, I, I don't... Hmm. He turns and starts shuffling through some things and then uh, a good couple of minutes goes by and he comes back with a book and he blows dust off of it <sighs> like it's obvious this book hasn't been touched in a while mm. and opens it up and flicks through pages and then says oh you're right it is, there was a god called Kashtar people used to worship a fair few hundred years ago it's been a long time um See, this is where my information runs out for, like, what I might want to know. What, well, what does it say about Kashtar? I know very little. It says Kashtar is god of life. Uh, some um, reports suggested that, that it was a she, and it, it presided over the realm. So perhaps, you know, not just a god but the god would be a bit strange for people to for forget if that were the case well unless they wanted you to or unless and Simon's just sort of thinking about how you could possibly forget an entire god like it just seems weird unless what if they don't exist Certainly something to ponder, I guess, especially in these troubled times. Have you encountered the feral... any feral animals besides that bear outside? No. But do you ever feel like you popped into existence fully formed? I... can't say I've ever thought on the nature of my own existence. I swear, Woody, I was a pigeon flying around with not a thought in my head and then all of a sudden I was talking to a mouse and wearing a golden breastplate well if, it, if that isn't the most relatable story ever told <laughs> it's getting late now um, I, I, I've got 
got some things to tidy up around here. Oh, 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 I do apologize. I'm so, so sorry. Thank you very much for your time, Woody, and for looking for things for me. I'm sorry I haven't been much help. No, 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 you've been a great help, and I thank you. Now, just one last thing. Uh, any lodgings in this town? Oh, well, there is, there is an inn. Uh, in the middle of town. I mean, you can't miss it. It's the only one. Um, okay. But, uh, there's also a, you know, a, there's an emergency shelter that's been set up, um, or being set up as as we speak in in the town hall. Oh, oh. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, I'll I'll leave you for the night. Good 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 night, Woody. Good night, hero. <laughs> My name is Cash. Yes, yes, we all know your name. <laughs> says um, Woody as rest- he's walking out. <laughs> I'm Woody, the rest- says Simon. <laughs> the rest of the night passes, um, and you wake up in the morning to find out that the bear's body has gone. Um, people are gathered around as if that's weird, like no one they knew dealt with it. Um, and... Uh, a few people appear to have gone missing as well. Like, there's uh-uh. talk around the town of, like, you know, where's this person or where's that person? Um, talk around the town generally where? Um, just like, ev- everyone's, everyone seems to have gathered around the, the site, or the former site of the bear, um, where the bear is no longer, and part of the conversation is, where's the bear gone? Well, it's assume... also like, where's so-and-so? <gasps> so-and-so, no one's seen... Yeah. I assume the no. bear was probably within sight of the inn. So if we woke up, looked out our bedroom window, we would notice the distinct sight of the bear being gone. You know? Yeah. yeah. So also, it was a like bear-sized bear. Mm-hmm. So are there giant bear-sized drag marks leading into the Great Forest? We should investigate! Yeah. Make diamond flicks for whoever wants to investigate. Uh, oh, not the um, right suit, but it's a king. Cool. The wrong suit, but it's a six. God. Uh, so fifteen in, or no, it's uh, that's a thirteen, right? So an eighteen. Yeah, it's a ten at the best of my knowledge, and I also get a minus. Okay. Um, Jeff. It's an eleven for me, but it's also a heart, so. Yep. Jeff notices that there is a little bit of a drag mark, but then gets distracted looking at something else. Um, and south uh, to the west. South. And oh no! Wait, Robert, I'm flying, so it's actually a thirteen, but still a okay. heart. Yep. Carol notices that there are drag marks heading out to the west, but the drag marks are faint, as if whatever took this bear away sort of lifted it a bit like it wasn't just completely dragged with its full body mm. against the ground like the dirt the ground is a little bit disturbed and simon notices the same but uh, has a negative flavor of flying into a tree <laughs> yay <laughs> i love tree look at that yeah because you're flying and looking down at this drag mark and oh, look there's drag marks and it looks like <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, love that. Good fully work. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, well, we kind of have two options now. We can... Yep. Well, we have three <laughs> options. I mean, well... Okay. We have three more... Explore. Spit it out, Doctor Carol. Um, she, Simon says, spitting out like pine needles and stuff out of his beak right me, now. Excuse me, like she has, she has like a legal <laughs> pad out that she's been like writing these options on him. I'd like to be thorough, so we can continue northward to try and figure out what might be going on with Ferator. Um, we can go west, where these drag marks appear to be leading, and then the, I believe. Other things have been coming from the east, so uh, I would be inclined to continue northward as I'm concerned about my patient and think we might be able to find more information. And I'm not necessarily inclined to go back west right now because whatever dragged the bear away is capable of picking up and dragging a bear. And at the at best case scenario, that's just another bear. <laughs> you speak in my head. Wise truths, <laughs> Doctor Carol. I I it's do try. She's yeah, she's thorough. <laughs> things that pick up bears, I feel, are not things that we want to encounter. Yes, I have to admit, my curiosity leads me towards finding Ferator and figuring out why this thing, and he holds up the seed, keeps telling me its name is Cash. The creator wants to meet you. Someone wants to meet me, apparently. We, we know, Johnny. We know. Okay. So. My name is Cash. Mm -hmm. And to be frank, it's just getting annoying. So if we could make it stop... Before we investigate other things, that might be quite good. Um, here, I would suggest just put it deep in the pack so that if it does say something, it might be at the very least just. You know, I'll bury it with the ball bearings. <laughs> just like pouring ball bearings over the top of it. Jeffrey, are you. Do you have any insight into the situation? Um, Jeffrey, by character, tends to face the crowd rather than the group. Uh, does he see anybody sort of milling about, looking as though they have something to say? Um, I, I will let you narratively decide that. I would say that there is um, probably somebody, somebody skulking at the edge of the group, and upon being seen, makes a break for it. Or attempts to filter back into the crowd. Okay. Uh, yep, there is a... a cockroach. Yep. No. Yep. A, a, huge, a huge cockroach, like a massive cockroach, does exactly what you said. Like, tries to make a break for it. It scuttles. Um, <laughs> um, in aggressive uh, reflection, uh, Jeffrey scuttleth after... Uh, boosting himself onto the heads and faces of the crowd, he jumps between them. Uh, okay. Jumps from the side of one face to the to the hey. next with an audible slap from the larger creatures. Okay, this um, is definitely definitely a spade flip. What about this? Seven. Uh, it's an eleven, and I think I'd, I'd probably call that swashbuckling pretty 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 convincingly. Yep. yep. 
Uh, so 14. Okay, yeah, you, you managed to do that. You dart in and out of the crowd. Um, you have a few uh, clumsy stumbles, but for the most part, you're zipping through unimpeded. Oh, stumbles, yeah. Um, Jeffrey then uh, performeth um, a, uh, an okay sort of dismount uh, landing in front of uh, the Kukaracha uh, and saying, What ho! Um, you notice that yeah, the, the, the cockroach looks at you and its eyes are glazed white as well and then it turns and scurries away and you watch its path and it actually um, scurries in between three approaching foxes oh what have we here yeah because Simon doesn't know any of this because Simon's still back there yeah. Simon turns to Dr. Carroll and goes do you think it's avoidance issues? Like, he just can't make a decision, so he does this kind of stuff. Well, from my brief interactions with him, it does seem that uh, outward acceptance and appearance are very important to him. Mm. Uh, they can make it difficult um, to take leadership positions because you don't want to upset and disappoint those around you and and we're walking and talking towards because we haven't seen the cockroach has white eyes or anything yeah. like we're just like uh, walking uh, back the, behind uh, him uh, popping up and somersaulting as he um <laughs> as he attempts to intercept the ruffians you know it's it's a lot easier to, to you know do a flourish and a flare than to make a hard decision and a, I feel like you know it's it's, it's a shy away from the emotional acceptance of what you want out of life as well you know like he's just yeah, not telling us what he wants the, you know the sad part uh, that cried um, come at thou you pounder and I okay. shall empathize thy own tongue um, okay, uh, Jeff, I want you to flip initiative against three foxes as they are approaching the town menacingly. Queen, three, two. Cool bananas. So one of them acts first. And, and so these three foxes, there's a red and orange and a brown fur, just for simplicity. And the red, the red one lunges at you and um, tries to swipe at you with its claws. And it gets a total score of 14. And my... Sorry, which stat does that have? Uh, you, you decide how you, dis- how you defend. Um, so using the uh, shield to deflect the blow, um, that would be with my spade, which is a 13. Um, and I would say that facing off against these guys, I will uh, argue for a plus one macho to 14. Sure, why not? 14 to 14. Um, okay, so it's it swipes at you with its claws and it just scrapes right off the shield. And while it's up close, it um, you can see its eyes are glazed over as well. They're just pure white, no pupil. And um, it just says, Wither is on its way. Soldiers of Kashtar will die. Um, Jifferay responds, Thou scarest me not, bedraggle. Take thy stench elsewhere's. And, and it, uh, it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. Flip uh, your attack. Nine of diamond. Um, the attack being a club move, I assume. Um, again, if you're swashbuckling, it's probably spades. Well, you, d- you decide. That sort of riposte. Um, I will. I will definitely take. 
Um, so that is a uh, 13, 16, and uh, I won't reapply Macho nor Moxie, but um, that's fine. So 13, 16. Okay, it gets a uh, 17 to try and dodge out the way. So you. Well, um, I made a fun line. It was kind of ribald. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, no. Um, yeah, so you do um, a, a sweet swashbuckling um, attack, and it dodges swiftly out the way and just swipes at you with a claw as it does for one damage. Haha! Do we. S- a scratch, foul beast. Do we you, see this? Yeah. I mean, you, you can, know when we're here. Because, I mean, we've been watching him leap about and, you know, leap towards things. We didn't think he was... walking towards this whole thing. Yeah. You tell me if you think that in this moment, rather than just thinking, hey, where did he go? He's so weird, he's always going places. If you would be thinking instead, I wonder if he's in trouble. Well, so my my understanding is that whole conversation about, like, talking about his, Mm. you know, deeper psyche is like as we're like pushing through the crowd mm. towards his after voice. his leapingness right yeah. but but not in a hurried manner just like yeah. casually yeah. like excuse pardon me as we're as i'm like you know psychoanalyzing yeah <laughs> okay but if i case, saw um... if i saw something scratch at him being that we've actually been through quite a lot together delivering the letter to Trestlespoon's brother I would probably leap in to defend him. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, um, when this round is done, you see what's going on and you can join the fray. Cool. Perfect. Okay. So the orange fox is then going to try and bite you and gets a 20 all up. Uh, I get a... Ooh, opposite. Nice. But we're starting out from an 11. Uh, that's a 13. Sorry, 13. 15. Jeffrey, as he already has his shield limbered and his uh, sword bared, naked blade a glitter in, in, the, in the setting sun. I think we can all <laughs> agree. Seeming to be a fire with the, with, with the cruel machinations of a, of a dying star. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, will attempt to fend that off with uh, his shield. I've gotten a spade, a king thereof, um, which means a 17, plus two for my shield, 19. And I could make an argument for Macho, but I won't, so I'm going to settle it at 19. Okay, yeah, so you um, it makes a swiping attack, and you get your shield up. Um, to deflect most of it, but it still manages to um, get a little scratch on your tiny little mouse wrist. Oh, for one damage? One damage. And then the brown fox is going to... Um, Could like, I have try a and... to pop uh, above the eye soon as well, just for, for dashing? Okay, <laughs> sure. The next time you get attacked, it will be an eye an eyebrow scar. Fantastic. Beautiful. I love it. Um, so the brown fox is going to come around the side of its companions and um, um, this time it's for the brown fox and has it jumped over a lazy dog <laughs> you, don't, you don't you don't know its activities before before now but it's mumbling um, like wither is on its way wither is on its way and it lunges at you to bite but it gets the worst possible flip on a club action of an ace of spades yeah. um, 
Um, so it's a total of seven, and it's a negative outcome regardless. So flip to defend against a bite attack. Really bad. Also, it's a three of diamonds. Mm. Um, I know that I can't do worse than what you've got, but uh, I do have plus two from my shield and plus two from my coat. Neither of, well, I'll take the plus two of the shield. The coat's kind of a lie. Um, so I'd call that a five with the uh, with the cutlass. Um, Chiferay um, swings back and meets the um, meets the biting snoot uh, along the way. Bracing his cutlass against the shield, he uh, meets the snoot with it, forcing the uh, the attacking fox into his blade. So which stat do you think that is? Uh, that to me is a spade move. It's okay. agility based rather than strength. Cool. So add that and then give me a total. Uh, so this is seven, plus two for the shield, plus three for the swashbuckling. Okay, 12. Cool. Look at Great. you against its Against its seven, um, yeah, it lunges in for this bite. You do your sweet shield plus cutlass combo, um, and you damage it for five. Fantastic. This is going and, to be a battle. And, and since it gets a negative outcome, um, I'm going to say that in the next round, it just goes last in the initiative. It's it's very off put, and now everyone flip. Oops. Yay! I do like the reset Dang. initiative. I'm a big yeah, fan. I I I do too. I didn't like it in principle initially because I was like, oh, there's just more flipping then, but it's good. Um, eight. Uh, do that in, um, in Warhammer 40k for what kind of an Armageddon? You're dealing with huge um, armies, Jack of Clubs. Um, yeah, I can see yours. I couldn't see Simon's. It's an eight hearts. Eight of spades. Uh, cool. Jeff, you act first. Your companions have joined you. More gigantic adventures coming soon when Jeff and Simon return. The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon uses the Suited RPG system by Escapebox Games. If you want to learn more about Suited, head to escapeboxgames.com. We're a proud member of the Podicon Go Network, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Thanks for listening. I can still hear Zoran ask. Dice Tower Theatres, Dawn of Dragons. A unique narrated audio drama based around a basement tabletop role-playing game. Six children grow up in the dawning epicenter of a new war. Two brothers, Benedict the pious and careful, and Zane the carefree, are joined by their younger cousin Cordelia, the blacksmith and seamstress's daughter, their friends Zoran, the son of the local justice, (laughs) and Sophie, the abandoned sister of a young and beautiful sword for hire, accompany them on this journey. Sword, sorcery, and adventure await to engage the listener along the way in our 20 minutes or less episodes. We hope you enjoy Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons, a proud member of the family-friendly Patagon Go Network.